You're listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Here is your host, Pat Denis. And welcome to the very first episode of the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. My name is Pat, and I am your host. This has been a long time coming, literally years in the making. I'm glad to finally have this first episode here for you folks today. So I'm going to start off by giving you an introduction about myself, how I've become a lifelong wrestling fan, and what you can expect from here on out as a listener of this podcast. I started watching wrestling around the age of two, which was the late 80s. Uh, to the early 90s, primarily. I remember Saturday and Sunday mornings, uh, typically watching with my mom. Had my little, uh, the old retro blue ring, the little uh, action figures, uh, the Hasbro figures. Because um, when I got into wrestling, it was it was probably right after the LJN figures were popular. So it was mostly the Hasbros. And um, yeah, so just, just great uh, memories uh, watching the likes of Hulkamania running wild, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth, uh, seeing the Mega Powers, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snuka, I mean the list just goes on for days, Iron Sheik, Dusty Rhodes, Bret Hart, Rick Rude, Steamboat, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase with Virgil, Tito Santana, the Junkyard Dog, I mean the list is just crazy, I didn't even really get to any tag teams, uh, Mr. Perfect, Axe and Smash, Demolition, Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, The Rockers, Sean and Marty, Natural Disasters, Money Incorporated, The Nasty Boys. I mean, man, what what an era. And I think it's it's very obvious that that is why it's called the Golden Era. So much talent and so many household names to this day that we still talk about. So that's where it all began. That's where, That's right where it all began, I'd say around 1988, if I had to throw out a number. And I probably stopped watching around um, 1993. Um, then I got right back into it a few years later, started watching again, I'd say around 1996, shortly before uh, Austin 316 had his memorable promo, uh, The King of the Ring, talking about Jake the Snake Roberts. And um, yeah, so, so that was 96. I was also watching WCW now because a lot of the WWF superstars at the time uh, growing up in the Golden Age had had made that leap over to WCW. Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, Virgil, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Sean Waltman. I was watching WCW for a little bit as well, as well as WWF, uh, seeing the formation of the NWO at Bash at the Beach when Hulk Hogan was the third man with the Outsiders. And that obviously took off uh, about a year or so later. We saw D-Generation X form in WWF. And then we had the, the Monday Night Wars. Uh, the Monday Night Wars was born. I mean, one of the most, to me, the most exciting time in pro wrestling. I mean, without question. I mean, with, without a shadow of a doubt, that was that was it, man. That, that was great. You knew you were going to get great episodes. They, they were going head-to-head. This was a war. And um, 83 Weeks, right? It's the name of Eric Bischoff's podcast. 83 Weeks, WCW had WWF's number in the ratings. So, uh, I mean, you want to talk about the Four Horsemen, uh, Goldberg, DDP, Sting. Uh, as I mentioned, the NWO was huge. Uh, so WCW had a lot going for them at the time. WWF would counter with, with uh, members of the roster like The Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, Mankind, uh, early on, the Nation of Domination, the Heart Foundation, 
So it was great. And I can also say that during the Attitude Era, or actually right before it truly kicked off, um, was the first time I had ever went to a wrestling show. That was around... If, if you know me, you know I'm great with dates. So I'm not even going to say it was around. I could probably name the exact date of that episode. I want to say it was on or around September 23rd, give or take, 1997. It was... An incredible wrestling show to be at for my first show. It was Monday Night Raw at Madison Square Garden. I remember one of the matches was Cactus Jack versus Triple H. I do remember that specifically. Remember seeing The Rock come out, and um, one of my close friends at the time actually brought me to that show for his birthday, and we were like three or four rows from the ring. I remember The Rock because he was a heel. He had just joined the Nation Domination. I remember he actually spit out at the crowd. It went flying over my head. Had I known he was going to be the big star he is today, I probably would have caught it, put it in a jar, and sold it for a large amount of money. But anyway, that was amazing. Um, I believe that is the episode of Raw where Vince McMahon uh, got stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the NYPD had come out and arrested Stone Cold. And I think that was the beginning of the Stone Cold Steve Austin-Mr. McMahon feud, uh, which grew to be something so amazing over the years and that really to me that really jump-started the attitude era like wow like stone cold did that to not a referee not another wrestler he did that to vince mcmahon and that was a real eye-opener and a lot of people could not believe it so i think seeing things like that happen in the attitude era getting so hot over time i think that's really what what helped propel wwe uh to become what they are today and um so yeah, that, that was amazing. I remember around that time, I had, I had started going to my first meet and greets. My father took me to go see Ahmed Johnson. At the time, I was a big Ahmed Johnson fan. Shortly thereafter, the New Age Outlaws, I believe we went to a flea market, met the New Age Outlaws, and um, I remember at a carnival, actually, I had met Draz, and I'm, this is, I met Draz shortly before he had that career-ending injury. I still have the Polaroid pictures, actually. I have them all framed. But the first pro wrestler I ever met was years ago. I think it was uh, Doink the Clown. So those were the first two mainstays of me becoming a wrestling fan. And I would say probably from 96 until 2000 was primarily my second run of watching. Now, I had stopped uh, early on into 2000. I don't even know if I, I made it to watch WrestleMania that year. But I had stopped, and long story short, I had stopped watching wrestling from 2000 until 2011. <clears throat> and a buddy of mine had messaged me one day or gave me a call. I forget how it happened. Not important. But I'm forever grateful that he did because he said, Hey, look, me and a couple of the boys were going to go watch WrestleMania. Uh, would you like to come? And, you know, hey, I was, what, 24 at the time, maybe? Showing my age here. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'd love to hang with the boys, but really pro wrestling? And then I'm justifying it like, hey, you know what? It is WrestleMania. It is the Super Bowl uh, of of the wrestling uh, business. So I said, hey, why not? So I went out to watch WrestleMania 27. I believe that was when it uh, was uh, The Miz and John Cena, I think, headlined that one. And then Edge fought Del Rio. So on and so forth. I, I just remember that it was hosted by The Rock and that Shawn Michaels went into the Hall of Fame that year. But anyway, nonetheless, I had an amazing time. Uh, it really rekindled a lot of memories. Uh, not only 
being with some of the same friends that I grew up watching wrestling with, but just seeing some of those same superstars or seeing them in different roles now, uh, just seeing them in a different capacity kind of drew me back to wrestling. So slowly but surely after that, uh, watching WrestleMania 27, I would tune into a Monday Night Raw here and there. Um, I would tune into a SmackDown on occasion. And before you knew it, man, uh, I'm religiously watching this week in and week out. <laughs> this very same people that I had went out with that day, they couldn't even believe how much I was actually in the wrestling. They're like, wow, dude, like, you're actually watching this week in, week out? Like, no judgment, <laughs> or at least so I think. You're fully invested in into this. Like, you were, it's not even, it wasn't just like a once a year thing watching Mania or the Royal Rumble. You're actually a fan again. And yes, I, I, no shame, no shame. I said, I, I'm actually intrigued. Uh, like I said, it, it first brought me back because of my, my childhood in the earlier days and, uh, a lot of fond memories, but I, I really was for the first time in 11 years, actually interested in watching the product because shortly thereafter, you got to remember, uh, it was the debut of the shield. All right. I think that was survivor series 2012. So at this point I'm watching, uh, little over a year and I'm seeing the shield uh I remember Randy Orton uh CM Punk was still there for a bit Dolph Ziggler really liked him and then as time wore on you know time wore on I was watching uh, AJ Styles come in in 2016 Women's Revolution we saw or the Women's Evolution they uh, Charlotte Sasha Becky Bailey the four horsewomen I was also intrigued by by the Women's roster members, Naomi, Asuka, uh, Bianca Belair now, SmackDown Women's Champion. So there is just, uh, and there is currently just a lot to look forward to going forward. So yeah, and, and how could I not mention the Wyatt family? I mean, I was so intrigued by the Wyatt family, even in NXT. Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, God rest his soul. Um, and then even bringing in Braun Strowman a few years later. I actually had to look this up to get my dates right. They, they consider 1982 to 92 the golden era, which I was first introduced to. Then 97 uh, to 2002 was considered the Attitude Era. You know, some consider the kickoff of that uh, 1996's King of the Ring with the whole Austin 316 bit, but technically they have it listed as 9702. Then they consider 2008 to 2013 the PG Era, which I caught the tail end of that. 14 to 16, the reality era, and now 2016 to, to current day, uh, present day, we have the new era with, with the brand split and the women's evolution. And so, yeah, um, do I enjoy today's product of WWE? I do. Um, there's always room for improvement. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy NXT and SmackDown. Uh, I think a lot of us could agree that Raw could be better, uh, especially the simple fact that it's a three-hour show. I know it's a lot of time to fill, but guess what? You do have the superstars. You, you certainly do have the talent back there. And uh, bottom line, it, it all comes down to storylines and finding the right storyline for for these people, these guys and gals. I've also been watching AEW since its inception uh, about a year and a half ago. I do enjoy it. I pretty much watch AEW Dynamite every week. Haven't really tuned into too much uh, AEW Dark. I um, believe that's Tuesdays on YouTube. I I've seen a few matches here and there, <clears throat> and I, I really haven't seen um, 
AEW um, Elevation, I believe it's called. That's on Monday nights. Haven't really seen that, so I do got honestly. I do have to watch that more. Um, believe they're both on the YouTube platform, but uh, religiously, I am watching on Wednesday nights, and I, I am enjoying it. I actually ordered the most or one of the most recent pay per views, uh, Revolution in March, and I'll probably order uh, you know the next couple they got coming up because it, it is pretty interesting with the likes of uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks recently turning heel. They got Gallows, Anderson. And, and all that stuff. So um, AEW, slowly but surely, gaining momentum. I saw that they're going to be having fans, I believe starting early July, touring most of Florida and Texas. So that's good to see. Hopefully WWE follows suit uh, going forward. And yeah, uh, on this podcast, pretty much including mainly WWE and AEW. From time to time, I will go into Impact Wrestling as well. I, I've and want to include that as well, not just because they have that good relationship with AEW, being that, you know, Kenny Omega, for example, is Impact and AEW champion. And yeah, so so you could expect WWE, AEW, and Impact Wrestling to be to be discussed rather often here. Here and there, I, I will talk about a Raw, a SmackDown, a Dynamite. Uh, most certainly going to go over pay-per-views. We'll do predictions. Uh, we'll do my personal thoughts on some of these uh, events uh, that take place. And, um, yeah, you could also expect uh, to, to hear stories of of wrestling superstars that I've met over the past. Um, like I said, <laughs> I met Doink the Clown when I was just a little kid. Might have been six or seven, right? Then I met a few others, including the New Age Outlaws, when I was in my early teens. And then, you know, I hadn't met a wrestler in, in the better part of, geez, what's that? maybe almost 15 years, and then, honestly, in the last four or five years, I've probably met over 200 wrestlers. I mean, I'm talking going to conventions, meet and greets, you name it, uh, with some of my close friends, and um, amazing experiences, really, amazing experiences seeing wrestlers uh, of the past, and even some some present-day wrestlers, um, just just awesome. My, I think the last meet and greet I had was about three years ago. It was when Becky Lynch was the SmackDown Women's Champ. So yeah, that was that was towards the end of 2018 there. But my biggest thing is that I wish when I was growing up, um, I went to more shows. You know, I did watch wrestling a lot. I wish I went to, to more shows. Um, I really do. So I, I almost feel like a little part of me is trying to make up for that. But at the same time, I am enjoying it. I'm not, I'm not just, you know... I'm not going to see. Unfortunately, I'm not going to see Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior run down the aisle. Um, would have loved to see that in person. However, uh, still priceless experiences that I've seen. Um, I remember when Roman Roman Reigns first became champion. Me and a friend of mine were at that SmackDown um, towards the end of 2015. And to be honest with you, he... He was still coming down shield style, of course, and he came down the aisle right by us, and it was just amazing. We were a matter of a couple feet away, and as much as I thought it was cool, which it was, um, I'm just looking at other kids in the crowd and their reactions, and seeing these these parents with their children, and just these amazing memories that they're always going to have. Uh, the look on the again, the look on the child's face is like, wow, like <laughs> this guy. I'm watching week in, week out, or these uh, action figures I'm buying, or these posters I'm getting, uh, putting on the wall, and now this guy with his championship title is right next to me. Like, you can't put a price on that. You really can't. 
in short, this is going to be an interesting podcast because, uh, let me tell you, I have a lot of interesting uh, personal experiences, not just going to shows, not just meeting greets, and not necessarily just my opinion, but uh, some of the encounters, again, if you know me, if you know Pat, which most of you don't, but you will get to know me very soon, um, you can't make it up. There is plenty more to come and to look forward to. So I thank you again for tuning in to the first ever episode of Turnbuckle Topics. My name is Pat, and I'll see you soon. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.